0: Well, I'd like to welcome on the podcast today, Michael Congress, a senior engineer with us here at Think Brick Australia. And Michael, today we're actually really going to talk about why mortar matters.
1: Mortar is really important in masonry. It's what makes masonry masonry. So a masonry wall is a combination of the masonry unit itself, a brick unit and the mortar which binds them all together. And so when we look at a wall, we're looking at bricks and mortar, which is why we talk about bricks and mortar in retail sometimes. (laughs)
0: And you know what, Michael, we do often get a lot of inquiries from consumers that have gone to a display centre and they've looked at a wall and they've looked at the colour of the brick and they've chosen that brick based on that display wall and then they've gone home and and told their builder or their architect or their designer and when the wall is actually built – it looks completely different. And so today what we're going to talk about is some of the things that we can do to prevent that and why mortar is is so important. So Michael, do you want to start off with perhaps what constitutes mortar?
1: So mortar is the combination of a few different raw ingredients. The first main ingredient is cement. The second one is sand and the third is water. And so different proportions of These raw ingredients make up different types of mortar as per AS3700, the masonry code.
0: And just in terms of how could you really, I guess, ensure consistency? Because we've all, I guess, come across those bricks where the mortar's sometimes been really quick to get off, and other times it's been a lot harder, a lot more stubborn.
1: There are a few different ways we can ensure mortar consistency throughout the entire project. And if we just think about the mortar component of a masonry wall, Unlike the bricks, which are typically all manufactured at the same time in a kiln, in a factory environment, the mortar is batched incrementally throughout the duration of the project. And sometimes if we're building a house, that might be three to seven days. But if we're doing a large commercial building, that wall or the external facade might be built over a three to six month period. So we've got many different days, many different mortar batches. And so the first most critical component to ensure that you have water consistency is to ensure that we're using the same raw materials throughout the duration of the project. So the same sand, the same bags of cement, ideally the same water supply so that we eliminate that as a variable and we can keep that more consistency right throughout.
0: And I think, sorry, just before you continue, Michael, this is just the absolute importance of a prototype sample wall for numerous reasons. But what it then would allow is that the builder and the bricklayer can then go back and check the mortar that has been signed off by the consumer, by the house owner, to make sure that it is still consistent. And, and that goes across the way bricks are laid and everything. And one of the key questions I ask, if anyone has any problems with bricks is did you do a sample wall because it eliminates all of these issues
1: see remembering when we're looking at masonry and in particular face masonry it's subjective so there are a lot of technical properties of mortar to do with durability and and other characteristics but we really need to have like you said the bricklayer the builder the architect and the client as well, to make sure that we all understand what we're going to get as a finished product.
0: And I think as well, one thing for you know the client or the consumer to ask is what mortar was used on that display. If that's something that you'd like, make sure you get that clarified and have a picture of it so that the best intentions can be executed. So Michael, I guess, what else sort of affects mortar?
1: Another key aspect to ensure That we have consistent mortar is to ensure that when we're batching it, we're taking into consideration the ambient conditions of the day that we're batching. So if we look at the project and we look at it over a week or a month or or six months, we're gonna have different weather conditions throughout that project. Some days are gonna be really hot and sunny, some days are going to be rainy, overcast, humid. So proportioning our water to make sure that we're we're maintaining that curing time and and therefore maintaining that that mortar consistency.
0: And would that also be applicable, Michael, to different areas of Australia? Like obviously Northern Australia, you've got a lot more, I guess, humid conditions compared down to Southern areas of Australia. You talk about proportioning and mixing and I guess just probably a few highlights out of those that we should be aware of.
1: In AS3700, we have deemed to comply mortar proportions to ensure that we're using the correct amounts of materials for different mortar classes. And they're quite specific and that it's, it's usually by weight. And, and an example might be for an M3 class mortar. It's one part cement to one part lime to six part sand. And so when we're putting those raw materials into our mixer, we're using, and it doesn't have to be a measuring beaker, but we're using a bucket or we're using something of uniform volume mm. that we can make sure that we're putting the same amount in each time. The same
0: proportional amount,
1: yeah. That's right. I mean, so often we see contractors who, who might be just doing shovel scoops into, mm. a, into a mixer and you can't control those proportions as well as if you used a bucket or, or some device which gives us a continuous constant volume measure.
0: And probably what would be your key tip to avoid here? What do you see would be one of the worst mistakes people do when mixing mortar?
1: I'd say there's probably two things that I see the most. The order in which we put our raw materials into the mixer is quite important and we typically start with the sand and the water and mix those together to give ourselves a solid base and then we add the cement and any colour oxides to, to finish off the mix before we use it. So the first tip would be the order yes. that we're putting the materials into the mixer. And the second, uh, the, the, the second biggest tip that I would say is batch enough mortar for what you need for that day or batch incrementally. You don't wanna make a, a large mix volume and use it throughout the day. You're better off making it incrementally so it's fresh and ready to go when you need it.
0: Cause that brings us to what do you do with dried mortar?
1: It's quite simple, Elizabeth, don't use it. So you need your mortar to be fresh, you need it to be plastic consistent and that way when we're laying our bricks and, and we're laying this masonry wall that again we're using the same sort of fresh mixture throughout the entire duration of the project to ensure that consistency.
0: And again, I guess that it's one of the reasons I can't watch the block anymore because when they use shovels, the proportions are so wrong. And also me shoveling in sand and cement is very different to what your shovels would look like. So you often then have a person change. So really all of those things can be alleviated if we sort of proportion and mix what we need for the day and really that one person can use the same proportioning device and, and continue to do it just for that day.
1: One of the other key aspects of masonry construction is the unit absorption or the moisture absorption from the actual brick unit. And what we can see sometimes is that if we have a brick unit which has a high absorption value, it draws the water out of the mortar. That's a bit of a tongue twister. It draws the water out of the mortar that draws the water out of the mortar at a faster rate than, than other units. And so making sure that we've got, again, the right proportions of water and, and that we're making a consistent mortar and ensure all the bricks are the same consistency. So it's drawing water out at a consistent rate to ensure, again, as a finished product, we have a consistent looking wall.
0: Do you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I remember speaking to Fervetis that completed the uh, UTS Chalchak wing building, and they actually dipped the bricks in water before they laid them to prevent exactly what you're talking about. So that's probably another consideration as well, the absorbency of the brick.
1: And that way you're getting a consistent unit absorption rate throughout the entire duration of the project.
0: Now, Michael, just talk to me a little bit about cleaning this mortar. What do we have to think about? So really, there's probably
1: two main points on on cleaning masonry walls and and especially making sure that that wall's consistent. First of all, we would always suggest pre-wetting the wall, so ensuring that that wall's wet, that our chemicals are working on the face of the wall and not sort of inside the unit itself. And second of all, making sure that the solution or the product that you're using is compatible with the mortar and the masonry unit type. So if we're looking at using a, a different the mortar type or a, or a coloured mortar or a different cleaning solution or product, maybe doing it like we said before, on a sample wall or on a small panel, making sure that we don't get discoloration before we go in and clean the entire wall.
0: And also, I guess, just to mention to everyone as well that the pressure of the hose is important. You know, we do see some people just using the wrong pressure and that can blast mortar out when it hasn't dried properly, but even when it has.
1: Yeah, look, Elizabeth, the high pressure hose is a really important part of the brick cleaning process. And so one initiative that Brick has done is developed a brick cleaning course so that there's consistency in brick cleaning throughout the industry and that they're all cleaning with pressures that are applicable to masonry walls
0: the accredited brick cleaning courses. So Michael, I just want to see whether I've captured this information correctly as to why mortar matters. And I think what we discussed in terms of the biggest thing that you can do is ensure that your builder asks the bricklayer to do that sample wall and that that sample wall, looking at the mortar there, you can see that the colour is consistent, that the wall, if you stood three metres back, is the colour that you want it because mortar has such an impact on what a wall looks like. You then also talked about curing and humidity and the effects that that has. And when we looked at proportion in a mixing, again, not using a shovel, using a bucket, just mixing what you need for that day and also I think maintaining that consistency with whoever is mixing the mortar at the same time. We talked a little bit about bricks and how some of them are more absorbent than others. And there's a few ways that you can avoid the mortar being absorbed all the way into that brick. Again, it's by doing that testing at the start with that wall, sometimes by even dipping the brick into the water. So that sort of acts as a little bit of a barrier for that absorption. But that's really, I guess, also important that bricks are stored on site and covered so that they're not sort of drying out, so to speak. For extended periods of time. And then the most important part, I think, is that once the wall is built, is how it's cleaned. And again, suggesting that mortar is cleaned off as it's been laid, but also making sure that the hose and the chemicals used to clean the wall don't necessarily discolour or damage the mortar. Very important. And for that, you can always get one of our accredited brick cleaners through our Think Brick website. Did I capture that correctly?
1: Very much so. It's all about consistency. Okay. It's all about consistency. So consistency in raw materials, consistency in batching, consistency in the brick types that we're using, and then consistency in cleaning. By keeping all our variables as consistent as we can, we're going to ensure that the wall looks good from start to finish.
0: So Michael, I've heard why mortar matters. As you know, whilst I'm listening to my podcasts. I'm always doing something else. Where can people go to find out more about mortar?
1: Our website should be your first point of call. We have a mortar fact sheet, which goes into more detail on each one of the different variables that go into creating a consistent mortar. And I'd urge you to to download that and read that to give yourselves a little bit more information on what you need to consider to ensure that you are batching and constructing with a consistent mortar.
0: Thank you, Michael. Whilst we're thinking brick, we're also thinking about our mortar. Thanks for joining me today. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.